Yo, welcome back to the Transfer Portal CFB podcast presented by No Context CFB. Week three is in the books. And you know what everyone said, Adam? It's an underwhelming slate. It's not going to be good. Week four is low. Let's just look on that. And you know what? It was an underwhelming slate. It was. I ain't going to lie. You're not going to lie. But when there's an underwhelming slate in this sport, it delivers in ways that you just wouldn't expect. Who could have seen Wyoming giving Texas a run for their money for a low? Who could have seen Colorado State being the team to choke that game away against Colorado as one of the top stories in the sport? Who could have seen Georgia struggling with South Carolina, Michigan flirting with disaster against Bowling Green in the first half, Florida State? squeaking by Boston College. Who could have seen it? Yeah, see, I call these trap weeks for the fans. You know, you think, oh, it's going to be an easy week. I can run some errands this week, you know, spend some time with the wife and kids before next week. And then you miss a crazy week of college football once again. It never disappoints. It really doesn't. Yeah, it's just – it was a really good week. It was the best week that we've had so far without a doubt. Easily. Of, and, of course, it was the week that was that was slandered the hardest. Uh, it, it started off on Thursday with Memphis maybe going down to the wire. Uh, kind of a bizarre game there. Memphis running back Blake Watson looked immortal. He looked like nobody could tackle him. Even if they sent 11 at him, he was going to deflect every defender and just go off. But that game ended with... Dude, I got beef with the chain gang. Did you see it? <laughs> I missed it. What happened? Okay. So Navy had like a fourth and like a fourth and something, like fourth and medium, like six or seven or something. Maybe it was 11, dude. I don't, I remember the numbers. I remember the chain gang on Navy sideline. It was set up like a yard and a half uh, short of the yellow down marker on our screen. On the other sideline, on the Memphis sideline, it was set up where the the yard marker really was, like where the yellow line was. So the Navy receiver Jay and Umbarger like knows, all right, run to the I, I just gotta get 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 to his sticks easy first down. He accomplishes that. They set it up. They uh, he, he gets the first down. They even measure it. It's clearly a first down because of where that chain was. Then, you know, the Memphis chain guy's like, hey, wait, hold up. This ain't first down. So I lost the game on that. Down fourth, like, 10 seconds left. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. That's a full yard off. That's bad. Like, like that can't happen. It happened again in another game. I forget which one. Um, I've never seen that. It happened again in another game on Saturday night. I forget I, I forget which game, but I called. I was pretty, pretty baffled by that. Uh, Maryland-Virginia happened. Maryland, Virginia, Virginia stinks. Jesus, I, I don't know if you want me to rant about that. <laughs> I don't know if we need to get into that. I mean, what, what else can you say? I mean, Mar- Maryland they, isn't bad, but I mean, like I just I think Maryland's completely mediocre. Their schedule's pretty comfy. Like it's not a very tough Big Ten schedule, mm-hmm. all things considered, and. Back-to-back weeks, they've gone down 14-0 to Virginia and Charlotte. See the I see the smirk on your face there. <laughs> Not great. Yeah. 
Take it by Loa. Got to figure it out. Um, and Virginia's got massive issues. Proud to have them in the stinkers draft. Um, <laughs> they almost beat James Madison. Which, which is, they're off, like, everyone that goes out there and slanders the Clemson offense needs to do the same for Virginia because it's the same stuff there. There's a little Tony bit different Elliott. expectations there, I feel like. Yeah, there's different <laughs> expectations, but there's also the expectations expectation as a football fan like hey can our offense just be a little competent and not rely <laughs> on swings and screens every down like they go out there they blistered a 14 nothing start because of the so script they had in place and then when the script is gone tony is spamming swings and screens <laughs> and nothing goes right like the dude that's got the sticks on the other side and your Madden game knows everything that you're doing <laughs> three plays before you do it, and you're still intent on like sticking to. It's just bad. It's just bad. The uh, Army UTSA game was the meep meep is like UTSA man. What what happened? It's it's looking bleak for UTSA. I don't know if you want to speak on that. I mean. I didn't. I didn't get to watch that game either. I had a pretty busy oh, Friday, but gotcha. Popular guy. Popular guy. <laughs> so, UTSA clearly has issues on the offensive side of the ball with the departure of Stein to Oregon. Like, I don't think people. I don't think none of us really made uh, as big of a deal of that departure as we should have. Like, it's massive when Frank Harris is playing. He doesn't look right. He's in his like 16th year of college football. He doesn't play in this game. And I, dude, they look so lost on the offense if they weren't running the ball. Uh, Tyke Ogle Kellogg, who I've been talking about for a bit, had a Hail Mary touchdown at the end of the first half, which was sick. But Army's offense is sensational to watch. The, this new kind of shotgun based option game. Yeah, so it's looking at the stats. They were running all over them. They're picking up every – they're going for like, a, like <laughs> fourth and seven, too, when they're throwing and yeah. picking up PIs. And they, they are – the three service academies have, like, become must-see offenses for me with the new schemes. It's it's incredible. I, I want to watch them play. I don't know how you win a game, score 37 points, and people have eight receptions as a team. I think that's insane. <laughs> how how um, does that happen? Isaiah Austin's like a legit NFL capable receiver too. He's just over there. That <laughs> he's he's just there just vibing. He really he mossed uh <laughs> I, he mossed Rashad Wisdom, if I'm not mistaken, too. He got the best oh, wow. of them. Hopefully see that on Sundays. Maybe not <laughs> Rashad again Moss. But uh yeah, Air Force then throttled Utah State. Then we got into the Saturday slate. What happened with Georgia, South Carolina? I mean I think South Carolina's game plan was amazing to start. Like Spencer Rally, he's getting the ball out quick. Georgia, another slow start. Um, it's just it's kind of like what you said. Once once that script goes away, you actually have to start playing football. And yeah. the second half it not look good for South Carolina. And I, I wanted yeah. to pull it out. I thought I thought they had a shot, but Georgia. The um, the. Antoine Wells, like, just keeps getting hurt, too. Was, yeah. He had such a good play on that touchdown. 
I feel awful for him that he just keeps getting hurt and can't stay healthy. It's awful. Uh, I, I forget what Shane Beamer said that. Do you remember what he said? I don't remember. No. Okay, I'm looking for this. He said something at the half about they were just, oh, we're kicking their butts right now. We just need to keep on going. And then Georgia scored 21. Then. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love Shane Beamer and the great content he is, but we got to figure out what to say and when to say it sometimes. Yeah. I mean, you got you got to be hype. You're up fourteen to three. You know, you got to keep keep your team fired in, locked in. But we're kicking their butts right now. Twenty one on the answer. I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, Florida State, Boston College. Oh man, I, that was that was shocking. I, um, I kind of give Florida State a little bit of a pass because Jordan Travis didn't look he didn't look healthy. Um, they had a few other guys out too. Like yeah. Robert Scott was out. Yeah. But I mean, Boston College, it, it might be a what a penalty away from winning that game. Uh, like the weather was like Yeah, the weather was know, bad. The weather was bad and it's like, okay, underwhelming slate road game at this lowly Boston College team for a team that's being crowned <laughs> now, of course, they being crowned like a national championship like contender. Like, I'm thinking, all right, maybe they won't cover. They're certainly going to win by double digits. Mm-hmm. I, I just – I don't know what happened. I mean, they, they kind of just took their foot off the gas. They were you up. can't do. They were up, what, 15 or something like that? They were up – they were up uh, – yeah, yeah, 15 entering the fourth. Yeah. I mean, they just, they just took their foot off the gas. Um, yeah. It was a good wake-up call for them, though. You know, you have – like you said, underwear. We have Clemson next – Looking ahead, bro. Looking ahead. Yeah. Now they got some that you know they can look at on film and make corrections. So yeah, I don't see it as a as a bad loss. I don't think it's such thing as a bad. It like, it does worry me though, and that's why I moved them down my rankings since I didn't like what I saw from the secondary at all. Uh, you're letting yeah. Thomas Castellanos throw for three oh five on you. I'm not liking that one bit. We can move on though. Texas. Talk about Texas. Oh my gosh. I mean fourth quarter. It was the game plan that we had. It was just so bland. Um it, it kind of reminded me of Rice where we just oh gosh. We just weren't taking shots down the field. We're not stretching the ball. It's all just screens, misdirections, trying to establish a run, which which I'm fine with. You know, you want you want to, you know, get your running backs involved and stuff but it was just so bland it was it, it, it looked like it was building up to a classic texas loss you know but it, it would have been the most texas thing to go and beat alabama 100 the they did and then come back and lose to wyoming when they're 100 percent back uh, well i'm i'm very happy for you that you guys didn't blow this game Wyoming would have been the de facto Big 12 champion this season. <laughs> yep. Like, we can't – I don't think we can have that. <laughs> no, no. But, I mean, they got it done. Seemed like yeah. it was a very bland game plan. They're just trying to get to Baylor without getting hurt. Yeah, that, that's I fair. Guess. Great teams find ways, and they found a way. I mean, uh, asserted their dominance in the fourth quarter. The run game was just too nasty. It, n- nothing could – Wyoming just – yeah, I mean, after that that first drive, they really didn't do anything. 
Um, they had a chance to. They had a drive in the third quarter where they got their uh, field goal that yeah. felt like it took six hours. It that was, was the first drive ending. of the first. The first drive they had. It felt like it was never ending. Uh, <laughs> Ohio State offense looked like an Ohio State offense putting up sixty three on my poor Hilltoppers. That game was <laughs> that game was close. It was fourteen to seven. Western Kentucky's driving has a chance to go to go score there, uh, and, and they they wait. No, I, I don't know. Whatever. It was fourteen to ten at one point, and. A, from there, Ohio State was like, we're pretty much just done with being the <laughs> laughing stock right now. Yeah, they fire out 35 real quick in the, the second quarter. Right after Western went out there and scored, you saw the immediate deep ball to Marvin Harrison Jr., which is like, where has that been for the last two and a half weeks? Well, it seems like Ohio State, they finally, I think Kyle McCord is the guy now, right? Like, you know he he's he's their QB one. Yeah, it depends if you're like me and not buying into it still. I'm still gonna call him Kyle, Kyle Media. <laughs> I think it's the best thing. It takes the time. It's only been two weeks. It like, does it's, take. It's, time, it takes time. Like, like people, people are. I think people are way too hard on him. You know. Yeah, but like you were playing Indiana and you were playing the Penguins, man. I mean, yeah, I'm not yeah. trying to crown him, but like. A lot, a lot of QBs, I mean, they've struggled. Your boy Drew Aller, you know, he he's he's not lighting it up. Because it take it takes time. It you know? does take time. Patience is a virtue. Exactly. The good thing is Penn State's got a pretty nasty run game that they could just rely on an elite defense. Ohio State, the O line worries me in the defense. Defense still got some holes. Well, well, they had to figure it out my next week. Yeah, six days. I don't think they're winning that six game. I don't days. know about you. I, I've been ready to pick Notre Dame for what two, three weeks now. Like, I'm so off this Ohio State team. I'm still on the fence. I'm still, I'm still deciding. On the fence. All right, we'll see who you pick, man. Yeah, Penn State again. You know, thirty thirteen Big Ten West matchup, <laughs> lowly Illinois. Look as. Someone who has declared them the number one team in the country, which, again, your point was fair, asking if they've played like a number one team in the country. I don't think that they have, but, again, I don't think anyone has. I think on a technicality, if there's one team that's played like the number one team in the country, I think it's Washington because they're going out there handling business and putting panics is playing up 800 passing yards a game, and, and that's just kind of what they're going to do all season, whether they fly under the radar or not which they currently are, but I like 30 of 13, I think it's just a fair kind of expectation for that. I'm glad that they cover. I think that's good. The game was never in question either. It was just this ugly. This is big 10 football, man. It's gross. It's the worst product. <laughs> it's, big 10 football. it's disgusting. What I wish that we could see Penn state, Ohio state, Michigan, like go out there and, and play marquee non-conference games more and just have a good brand of football where you're like the Rose Bowl is always entertaining. It's always good because they're not playing Iowa. They're not playing Northwestern <laughs> or Illinois. They could go out there and showcase their brand instead of run it 46 times. And it's just like, 
I don't know, man. Like, I would love to see these teams play better competition, and Michigan takes the easy way out, just plays the worst non-conference schedule as possible. <laughs> it, it, it's it, it's whatever. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I mean, you I, know, I, I wish that we could see Penn State like go up against LSU or Georgia or something, and just see how they match up instead of having to hope and wait for the playoff. I think I, mean, I think we'll see. I mean, we're going to see that next year with USC and. All those boys coming in. It's you know. so funny that people are like, "Yeah, let's see, let's see if SC could come to Kinnick and play and uh, play in I one forty five degree weather and run the ball." Dude, I, mean, I think they'll be fine. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not worried about let's that. See, Michigan, let's Michigan see what Iowa's Texas. offense could do against USC's defense. I want to do that. Michigan has Texas next year. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, Harbaugh put his big boy pants on. <laughs> you got to do it once every four years, you know. It's, it's going to be back. It's going to be great when Harbaugh's actually off to the NFL after a season, just leaves the next guy with the Texas game. <laughs> so, yeah, Washington. Uh, Michigan just, State. Oh, my yeah, gosh. They're saying, I feel bad Dude. for a poor Mark had to go out there and coach that game, like, and just staying on the sidelines, like, why am I here? <laughs> he didn't deserve that. <laughs> Michigan State, I mean, you think they figure it out? Not obviously not this year. I think this year is washed, but in general, they figure it out. It depends on who they hire. I think that there's so many good and flashy names that they could go out and hire. It it, it really depends on that. I'm not even I'm not even sure what direction they would lean in. Um it's tough too because like this team it has good talent like I think Noah Kim especially in the Big Ten is a very serviceable quarterback and could go out there and like get you to a bowl game and everything but they I don't know like Antonio Gates Jr. could be a dude eventually but like you're thinking oh shoot he'll probably just be off elsewhere and transfer after this mm-hmm. season and so I don't know I don't know. They got to make the right hire, and they got to kind of analyze their guy quick and figure it out. Uh, I guess they it doesn't have to be quick. I guess they could wait for the course of the season and kind of pick someone during conference championship week. But they they, they got to get going and figure out who their guy is going to be, I think. Yeah, I agree. They need to figure out what their philosophy is. I feel like yeah. recently they've been trying to, like, out-recruit people. And that's the old Michigan State. I feel like they didn't really do that. They kind of – Develop talent, yeah. you know. Every every three years, they had a roster full of seniors, and you know, a couple of transfers that come in, and then they 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 get rolling. But it just seemed like they kind of went away from that. And I'm sorry, you just can't re- out recruit, you know, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. I, 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 the name that's always going to stick out for me is. Going, going to Sean Lewis and hiring him because you know what you're going to get on the offensive side of the ball and you always know that he's going to find talent and that he's going to be able to – it doesn't matter if he's getting the top guys or not in the recruiting on the offensive end, but if you hire Sean Lewis at Michigan State, you need to hire like an elite defensive mind too to pair with and a, just a, a good bag man as well. Um, I don't know, man. I, I'm very worried for Michigan State. If, if they botch the next hire, I'm also I'm also very worried about Alabama. They're terrible. So they're straight up awful. 
think I think we gotta relax a little bit on Alabama. I don't think we do because I think we gotta relax a little bit. Okay, look, the defense, the defense is really good. I'm not tripping over the defense. Yeah, the defense has like there, there's a bunch of dudes on that defense that are absolute headhunters and they're disgusting and they hit hard. They play tenacious. They play a really good brand of football. And that's like part of why I was so big on Alabama entering the season because it was like, I'm thinking legit. Nick Saban's such a mastermind. He's such an elite ball coach. He's going to be able to go out there and win and contend for a natty like he was doing in the mid-2010s with mediocre quarterback play and just running the ball with dominance, elite offense line, elite defense. It's not the case. Uh, Kyron Samuels has pointed out a bunch, former offense lineman at Jacksonville State, has pointed out a bunch that Alabama fed these dudes way too much on the offensive line. They're too big. They're not moving well. Mm -hmm. They're they're heavier than – the the heaviest offensive line in the NFL from last season. And what's happening is they're just getting so fatigued so quickly that they're not there in the second half, like paving, paving piles and, and helping you out in the run game and helping your quarterback stand up and and they're just slow. Yeah, that what's the what's the freshman's name? He, he struggled. Proctor. Yeah, he struggled. Former um, Iowa commit, I believe. He struggled yesterday. He struggled against Texas as well. He's he he he's gonna be really good, but oh like, yeah, for sure. But I mean, right now, yeah, right they, they now kinda, they kind of need to figure it out. But I mean, like, going back to like, I um I don't know what the whole situation with their quarterback was. I've been hearing reports that Jalen Miro he wasn't bitch, he was suspended. I could believe that. I um, can't believe that from a saving team, and like yeah. I could believe it from a college football team having uh-huh. a hand suspension. We see it all the time. Yeah. So I th- I think he starts um next week. All right. But I think that's fair. I th- I like I said it takes time and I don't I don't Let's see I, 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 I don't 17 see to three against it's seventeen to three, yeah, but Jalen Miro didn't play. I think I think if Jalen Miro plays this score. Twenty four to three? I think maybe thirty-five. I think they in the thirties. But here's my thing. I don't see elite quarterback playing the SEC. I don't like, I don't I don't see a quarterback, uh, Jaden Daniels played lights out. We'll talk about him later. But other than, I mean, how, Spencer how Rattler, I, like Spencer Rattler, I think is the best quarterback in that conference. He but he plays be. with the worst offensive line. He might be, but how how much better is he than Jalen Miro? Is he that much better? Yeah, I think I Rattler is a lot better than Miro. You think he is? What yeah, about, I, th- what about, I think when what we're about talking about others? SEC quarterbacks, I think Rattler's in a tier in his own and would be putting up major numbers. He still puts up incredible numbers, but like the offensive line is so bad. If he was playing on another SEC, yeah, if he was playing on Alabama, dude, <laughs> Matt, I, I, like, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I think I think he's the best. But what I'm saying is, where would you rank Jalen Miro? I guess in your tiers of oh my gosh, top five. I, you think I, he's top five. Is he top five? Let me figure this out. Doing this on the spot is tough. I mean, um, is he? He's bad. I think he's better than Joe Milton. I, I I'm not a Joe Milton guy, I so not. I yeah. <laughs> I, I think he's better than Graham Mertz. A lot of people are better than Graham Mertz, but hey, he looked good. We'll talk about that in a little. <laughs> um, I like. I think I think they'll be fine. You I have mean, to a, give a lot KJ of Jefferson the upper hand there. Jackson's already has to better than KJ Jefferson. What? Uh I don't think so. You don't th- wait. I don't think he's that much better. Like where it's like 
it'll be like KJ is that much better than Milrow. Yeah, so it'll be a difference that they'll lose, I guess. I think Jack Jackson Dart. Um, yeah, I mean, I give the upper hand to Dart. I'm not. Georgia worries me too. I'm not really convinced by by their play much at all so far. They they still have quarterback issues. Uh, I don't know, man. I think all, all these teams. I mean, the I think the, the quarterback plays extremely mediocre. Extremely like mediocre, yeah, extremely mediocre. So I think I mean they got a shot. Georgia, they could lose all those games too because their quarterback plays also. They, they do. They do have a shot, but it goes back to what I was saying last week. The SEC, the SEC, the SEC, and the SEC West in particular might just stink. They do. Like we just gotta throw the brand yeah. name out the window <laughs> and look at these teams and say, if LS, uh, let's not use LSU. If Alabama had Texas A and M branding, would they be ranked right now? No, nope, they would not. They're, <laughs> hey man, Tennessee and Florida both being ranked is nuts too. I don't know where, <laughs> if you rank them. I did. I got uh, I got beef there. I I did I didn't even think about ranking Florida first. I think okay. I ranked Tennessee. I'm not sure. They would have been like at the bottom. I'm Thank not goodness sure. you did not rank Tennessee. I didn't rank Tennessee? No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's the next game to talk about, though, is a desperate Florida team, which there were Florida fans that called me out today because I said, one, that Napier was going to be on the hot seat, and that which I thought was obvious in common sense and common knowledge, <laughs> and that, two, that that was a desperate Florida team essentially playing for their season. I don't know why people, why Florida fans called me out for that. Like that's obscene to say, well, that was exactly what we <laughs> saw on an underwhelming slate, a massively overrated Tennessee team with a quarterback that draft type doesn't make any sense. It's extremely blown out of proportion walks into the swamp where they haven't won since like a man touched the moon for the first time. <laughs> and they, and the desperate Florida team wins. Like I, and, and really dominated that game. And I don't think that's surprising, but it shouldn't warrant Florida being ranked. What are we doing? Yeah. And Tennessee still ranked above Florida too, which is that doesn't make sense. Make sense I don't get it. What is I don't know. I don't know. Tennessee. I watch. I watch that game. I obviously I'm a, a a Florida not fan, but supporter for now at least. Um, Tennessee couldn't tackle. It was so many missed tackles. You're an SEC defense. I always talk about SEC strength, SEC physicality, and Travis Etienne and Montreal Johnson just walking. Trevor in the Trevor league. Etienne's a dog. Yeah. Just, just so many missed tackles is, I mean, it was disgusting from Tennessee. I agree with you. I, I didn't think Joe Milton was a guy. Um, no, he connected on a couple deep passes, but just so many times that those intermediate throws, those 15, 20 yards, he just he doesn't have that. Yeah, um, there was there was nothing about. Tennessee in the prior two weeks and their wins against Virginia, which Tennessee fans were ecstatic about that win that they beat Virginia, Virginia. in like 
like Tennessee fans have been calling me out too for where I've ranked them. And <laughs> I got I got great value old takes exposed. Tennessee fans sent me into something called bad takes Blake or something. <laughs> and like because I ranked them 14th and I ranked them behind Duke after week one. That team's dreadful. I maybe yeah. not dreadful. That might be, but they're extremely again, word of the day is mediocre. Any the any team that can't line stinks too. Any team like, that can't stretch the field, I feel like I mean I can't I can't trust you week in and week. Their their receiver play play has been lackluster. Their quarterback is an extreme hit or miss. Their run game is decent. Their offensive line game is just decent, and their defense is just like Def- they can't tackle. They don't cover well either. So like, <laughs> why are we hyping this team up because of what happened in twenty twenty two? That doesn't ever make sense. SEC man. TCU still getting votes to be ranked, by the way. Oh, I saw that. I need to throw that. They had like twenty-one. They had like twenty-one votes, (laughs) and I think seventeen or twenty-one points, which is, I I don't get it. I I and like I I just wish that I wish that these voters were better and took this more seriously and understood things more. Florida being ranked, this is a team that with this win. Their their ceiling is probably what seven wins, seven. I, I think like their wow. ultimate ceiling, if things all go well, is seven wins. I think it's like a five six win team. I mean, I think they can beat Charlotte. They yeah, can beat they, they they should beat Charlotte. They can beat Vanny. They can beat South Carolina. But you think that this thing could win eight nine games? I, uh, based on, I think they can go into Georgia being six and one. I don't think that's far fetched. You should have ranked them. No, I, didn't say that. I mean, so it'll be three and one. I don't think that they're gonna win against uh, at Kentucky. Uh, I'm not. That was like, tough. I think they can. I don't... Three and two. You should be Vanderbilt four and two. I don't think they win in South Carolina either. Four and three. I think they get one of those games. Bandy lose South to Carolina. Georgia's five and four. Six and four beating Arkansas, then lose to LSU, Missouri, Florida State, and your ceiling would be beating Missouri as your seventh win. So I think their ceiling is seven. Yeah. I, I don't know. Seven or eight. I'll give I I, I'll, I wouldn't surprise me if they get eight. Ranking them's crazy. Sticking in the SEC though, LSU made me look like an absolute doofus for predicting that they'd start the season one and two. Crap where crap is due. LSU put their foot down, picked it up, and kicked me straight in the face. Some sick karate stuff there. Uh, <laughs> their their game plan was elite. Um, Mississippi State's was not. I I kind of Mississippi State's got issues. Really does have issues on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Will Rogers isn't isn't really able to cook. I still think the defense. I still have issues with the defense. I had issues with the game plan because they have a bunch of like strong physical DBs and everything, and they are playing so lax and coverage, kind of giving up everything underneath. And then neighbors, it didn't even matter. He just straight up beat everyone deep anyway. Neighbors had 239. Didn't have they had a safety on them. <laughs> like there was <laughs> the, the defensive <laughs> game plan for Mississippi State was so dreadful. Jane Daniels goes out there and throws pinpoint dime after dime over the top. He was hot. That doesn't happen often. Yeah, I, I consider it like um like when you're playing basketball, you know, you 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 hit that first three 
you're like, oh wow, you know, I'm I'm on today, and then you're everything just it just opens up, you know. It, it looked like he was just throwing a ball in the ocean. I don't like that. But, but, yeah, I don't know, man. I Mississippi State really, really disappointed me from from a game plan standpoint. It felt like they were completely underprepared. And Brian Kelly, on the other hand, had his team stretching in a car dealership the morning <laughs> of the game. Never, never seen that move before. That was like straight out of Friday Night Lights or something. <laughs> so get the NIO money, you know. Hey man, we got another SEC team to talk about. Missouri. Missouri. Yeah. What happened to K State? <laughs> what happened? Oh my gosh, man. Just 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 choked. Like, how do you lose that? Look, I thought K State was in the clear. I thought I thought that this would be a double digit win. And I see the line like going down every other Every other hour, it seemed it was just like, oh, K State six and a half, now it's six, five and a half, five. Like, I think close to four and a half. I was like, you know, not great. Doesn't uh, signify the best result, but I still think K State will go in there, just serve themselves as a better team and everything. Mm-hmm. Nope. Missouri got them. I'm, Missouri tried to lose. I don't know. Did you see the end? That was a yeah, crazy thing. What, like, what are we was, doing? I don't know if Drinkwitz was like drinking his Diet Coke or something <laughs> and, and just completely was like unprepared and didn't realize that. Hey, spaced out. The, the, yeah. And then he said on the, <laughs> the game winning field goal, the penalty flag that got thrown that nobody ever heard of was K State had two number eights on the field. That's happened. That happened. Um... Florida did that too. Yeah, they had two number threes. So I I don't know. Um, Well, Howard and Brady Cook both pretty much they they both were dealing with uh, lower body injuries. When Avery Johnson came in for K State, true freshman was kind of electric at quarterback. Fast. He's 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 gonna be a problem in that offense when he (laughs) takes over. I gotta yeah. see him throw the ball, but dude, he he's got he's got star potential on that offense in the in the Big Twelve. He really does. He's yeah. he's gonna be a dog. Um, I think I think I can't say roster. I think they'll bounce back. I think they're still very good. I I bought week. in. Like I bought in as like all right, Texas, Kansas State. These are the two really good teams in the Big Twelve. The rest is just mid, and then this happened. Only one week. It's only one week, yeah. Brady yeah. Cook, he he was slinging it a bit for Mizzou, but I think the game plan, man, Luther Burden needs more than seven catches in the game. He needs more touches every Dude, time that the you ball. get him the ball. Amazing hat. Let him run it it's like the like... old NBA commercials. <laughs> get him on an end around. You don't have to do much. Nah, he he touches. He, even last year, even as a true freshman, it was still like. You gotta get him double digit touches. I don't care how you do it. You have to get him double digit mm-hmm. touches. You're Missouri. He is too special of a player. He seemingly should never even be playing at Missouri because he is a talent of the highest level in this 
in this sport, like you gotta give him the rock so much more than seven catches. And he goes out and puts up one fourteen and two touchdowns as well, and just an absolute electric factory. Yeah. You better get him rock because if you don't, somebody else will. That's very true. And Harrison <laughs> Mevis, he's got his yips when he's kicking short field goals. I believe it was it was against Mississippi State or Ole Miss last year. Or maybe it was Auburn, one of the three. Uh he missed that easy game winner. Mm-hmm. But every time I see this kid kick from 50 plus, he's like, what? He's like 280. He's a big boy. Just, he's, he's a got solid the 280. Best celebrations like. in the game. <laughs> he did the salute when uh, Missouri had the USA flag in their helmet. He's he's done a little robot dance after <laughs> kicking a, a bomb. And then this one was he ran around the sideline, did a little windmill, and then and this rake straw. Uh, Mizzou corner flipped off Missouri, uh, flipped off Kansas State sideline. I don't know if anyone actually saw that. But did not see that. They were going nuts. SEC record, right? 61 yards. Kind of, kind of wild. Kind of crazy to think about. I don't know. <laughs> but that's the, I don't know. Like, I really just figured that, like, maybe he's tying it or, you know, maybe he's only got 62 or 63. It's just a random way to get it. Like us, a random week three. Yeah, Kansas State. I uh, yeah. good good for them though. Happy for me, this man. I hope he could. Uh, yeah. He'd be such an electric NFL kicker too. Maybe one day Oregon State takes care of business against San Diego State. Ole Miss eventually took care of business. I don't know what was going on against Georgia Tech for a bit. Finally, Colorado, Colorado State. Oh my gosh, madness! Game of the day. Win the game, Colorado State. Win, go go win the damn game. Like you're on the road. Little Wayne is there. You know well, who wasn't there? <laughs> Colorado State was looked like the BET Awards out there. Mark Colorado Jones did say that. Ka- Kawhi Leonard is there. Why is Kawhi Leonard there? Like Kawhi go. Leonard never leaves the house. <laughs> yeah, now. doesn't go. even leave for his own games. So he went to go see Prime Time. It's fourth in a short two. Fourth and two. Go, you're, you're, you're on your 40 midfield. Go for it. Go win the game. Left. The game's over if they get that. The game is over. It, it, it's it's game blouses. You just defeated the biggest story in college football. Did and all that talking. The entire week, not one person mentioned you. you like, it, it's so bad, too, because w- watching that game, we are well aware that Colorado State basically had anything that they wanted. Uh, I mean, they they account for, I, I believe, 500 yards, you know, running the ball. Nazga is their pass game, but Morrow's a thick back. He can get in there. Uh, their quarterback, too, Fowler Nicolisi, he could also, like, power his way through for two yards. Heck, the crossers, the drag routes were open every single play it seemed Tori Gordon like saying. 15 cats like it should have been <laughs> so easy and guess what if Colorado goes down there 40 45 yards whatever scores a touchdown gets two and it's 28 28 okay you've probably got more than a minute left to go and go down and kick your field goal the position that you put them in yeah it's a punt dot yeah they're at the two punting is never winning it's always losing it's the coward's way out Shador's Coward. straight up saying, hey, man, if Tom Brady could do it, I could do it. 
So he just goes down there, walks down nine, 98 yards, 99 over on the clutch. He's just different. His accuracy is unreal. Sean Lewis crafts up the perfect drive as he ends up doing in overtime a few times. And it, it was just too easy. And then they left you no time to even go and get a field goal for yourself. So, like, I, I, I don't get it. I'm obviously with you. Yeah. I don't and get it. Anytime, anytime I see that. I, I didn't really care who won, but after they did that, I was like, I, I kind of hope they lose because that that is inexcusable to me. How about what they had like to? seventeen penalties too, just undisciplined. Uh, I I don't remember who it was. Uh, I believe it was number eleven on the defense. Nasty hit on Travis Hunter. That was yeah. awful. That was late. That was. With malicious intent, that's more of targeting than ninety nine point nine percent of targetings I ever called. That I that hit was just awful. I do agree though, Shador. He looks like an NFL quarterback. Definitely is. Definitely is. Is his decision making, his accuracy, his poise. I like do his ball placement. Like he he's a high caliber player. Now we see him in two different systems operate at a high level. Jack State and Colorado, different offense coordinators and everything. Like he and and still again, Colorado's offensive line is just it, it mediocre again. It, it's it's decent <laughs> if that. Like the fact that he's able to do what he's what, what he's doing and work so quickly is just so impressive. He deserves he is, he deserves all the credit that he's getting, all, all yeah. the love that he's getting. Um, I agree. He got in on the, the nastiness of the rivalry, poking fingers into Kamara's helmet. <laughs> that was interesting. Got him in the eye. Um, uh, and then when Colorado State scores the touchdown, another incredible play by Tory Gordon, who had 16 for 133. His touchdown overtime was spectacular. His hands are just as sure what thing is there. He really is. He, as someone that's legit watched them since he was at Nevada in 2020 with Jay Norvell, with Romeo Dobbs, Cole Turner, Carson Strong, the whole gang, like the evolution of his game really is something. Because the th- this game for him, it was all just like, Throw me a drag, throw me a quick crosser, and let me just cook people quick, pick up chunk yards and gas moving closer to the chains. His movement, that's not really stuff that we've seen in years past. That quick, sudden movement, lethal stuff, make a guy miss easy. His his game has really been, I'm a big play threat. I could beat you down field. Carson Strong wants to throw me one for 85. It's going to be easy. We're going to get that done. Create all the separation. Massive catch radius jump ball guy. He showed a completely different dimension to his game which was really uh, really good to see. But but yeah, like they score the touchdown. Everyone's saying, why isn't Garros they go for two? Blah, 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 blah. You and I know it. Jay Norville didn't trust him and go on a fourth and two to win the game. Why is he going to do it now? It's coward's way out. And the one in, I'm no point in talking about it anymore. Just next time, go win the game, please. You're on you the always road. have to go win the game, but people are clowns. They're cowards. When, when you're on the road, go win the game. If they were at home, then I understand, right? Because you have you have your your atmosphere. I don't know what the atmosphere at Colorado State is like, but still, if you're at home, hey, man, it's a, it's a little rowdy. It's uh, is it. 
we had when we had Tucker Craft on, we were interviewing him, and they South Dakota State play at Colorado State to open the season in 2021, I believe. Tucker said, uh, scored a touchdown. I think he scored a touchdown. He says they they scored a touchdown for certain, though. He's like, Yeah, they were throwing beer at us. <laughs> Colorado fans are different. Colorado State fans are different. The, the, rushing the field, though, I don't know if you want to talk about that. Oh, I, I, I hate being that guy that's like, um, a Debbie Downer, a boomer. Uh, like, I feel like that's corny. Your three like point favorite. I feel like that's corny. I I it, I would get it if you know because they haven't won like Colorado. Yeah, they just they did against Nebraska. They haven't won in a while, and so the, the the Nebraska one makes sense, right? I get that. I get that. But back to back weeks, especially when you got USC coming, just, just wait the USC game. I mean, you gonna do it? <laughs> do it I then, I, you know. If they. If they win. I, I think they could storm the field against Stanford and then Oregon right. State and Arizona. <laughs> like, if they got enough fans up for a road game at Arizona State, I think they'd all storm. That'd the field. be wild. I don't. I don't like. It's good content for me on no context and everything, but like, I don't know. At some point, just stop storming the field when you're a massive favorite. <laughs> like it, it's just that comes off as embarrassing. As does the overrated champ when you're like an underdog and and let's say you beat Clemson and then you start chanting overrated, it's just diminishing the great win you just got. Mm-hmm. That stuff's garbage, I don't know. Um, Would you? What else? What else? North Carolina, Duke, both handled business, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma looked good. Did you watch Oklahoma, them? I did not watch them. Uh, mm-hmm. I did see a few clips from the game. Tulsa had one of their coaches, it might have been Wilson, that was on the sidelines and threw an absolute hissy fit and, like, jumped and stood in his place. <laughs> was like, yeah, okay, I'm here. And then Stutzman on Oklahoma had flop of the century. I saw that. <laughs> yeah, Oklahoma looks good. When Gabriel, he's dealing. But he definitely I is. The – I – I'm kind of uh, cautiously optimistic about them. Uh, I did watch the full game against SMU, which was 14-11, to 11, and then they get the 28-11 win. The defense really stepped up. Uh, we all kind of thought that'd be a high-scoring affair, so the offense was definitely lackluster there. But I don't know. Like I'm higher on them now than I was entering the season, that's for sure. Yeah, same. I mean, they definitely – they had to show me that they had an offense. Yeah. The defense I wasn't really worried about, but there was a wide receiver that had a lot of questions, but they seem to be – They're you know, doing what they need to do. They beat yeah, up on Arkansas business. State and Tulsa. They, they got a, a sneaky quality win against a really good SMU team that I think is the best in the American. Like, mm-hmm. now let's see what you could do at Cincy – just lost to Miami of Ohio. Hey man, I don't want that. I don't want to say that's a trap or anything because Texas isn't for for a few weeks. But let's not go and flirt with disaster against Cincy. Can't 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 be having that. Uh, Washington State also took care of business. Good quality ball club. That I'm very high on. Very very high on. 
Dante Moore. Who do you think better, Washington State or Colorado if they played? I think Washington State's better. You you saw where I got Washington State. I think that, like, I think Washington State is up there. Like, I think it's in in the Pac-12. I think it's Washington and USC as as the two top dogs. They're the best teams in the conference. Then right below that, I think it's Oregon. I think it's Oregon State. I think it's Washington State. I think that those are the next three best teams. Okay. Like Washington serious? State won't get won't get credit for their defense because that's just the stigma. That's the brand. Like nobody's gonna go out there and say, "Oh, Washington plays good defense." They got two NFL caliber uh, players in their secondary, and Jane Hicks and Shaw Smith Wade, and they've got a uh, NFL talented guy in their front seven, Ron Stone, and then their offense is also just electric. Like they they, they play a really good brand of football. Uh, Pac-12 is just lowered. Like I said, UCLA, Boat Race, uh, really good HBCU, and that's the Central. Dante Moore's ball placement for a true freshman. There aren't words to describe it, Adam. <laughs> did, did, did UCLA, did they run out the whole 50-man roster again like they've been doing? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Dante Moore uh, was out of the game before the first quarter. Like, I, so I, I want to I turn it on. I want I want to see the full thing. I want to see you go from on 60 you know I mean, get on the highway i mean they show it show like, it to me they scored 35 in the first quarter yeah this game was better but the games before the other two the games, games before i mean come on the, we're, the we're coastal on. game was bad because oh, if you're playing too. multiple quarterbacks you don't have a quarterback and then dante moore says i don't care about that anyway chip put me in finally get my chance i'm gonna fire off a few darts and it's just easy dante moore is like He's like I know myself and a bunch of other people like overuse the word special to describe stuff and everything, but he is actually special. I'm excited to watch him. Who do y'all who, who do y'all have next? They have Utah this week. Ooh. Week four is not week four. You Ooh. have Utah, UCLA, <laughs> and Oregon, Colorado at the same time. We're gonna find they out real quick. Twelve thirty Pacific. Find out real <sighs> quick about these teams. We will. Um, what's some other stuff that caught your eye around the country? Um, BYU Arkansas. I was very disappointed in the Razorbacks. Even though I picked BYU to win, I thought Arkansas would, would actually win the game. I just picked BYU to try and gain some Be ground. Different. <laughs> try and gain some ground. I gotta look at that and see see where we're at. I also had had BYU kind of for the same reason. Mm-hmm. Arkansas but also just, a complete fate of Arkansas. Their schedule coming up. It's brutal, and I, that's why I thought they might be able to get that game. But... Oh, Kansas shoot. is three and zero. I went eight and two this week. Oh, you did. Wow. Oh, no. My losses were Mississippi State and Kansas State. That's – whoops. Yikes. Maybe I shouldn't pick Mississippi State. <laughs> um, but who – What? what's their name? Wisconsin, I still don't get it. They – if Davis Bren didn't turn the ball over 76 times, Georgia Southern <laughs> would have won at Wisconsin. They, I was I was pretty high on them. That's kind of a letdown. I so as someone that has hate watched like no cap, straight up hate watched Wisconsin all three <laughs> games this season. Um 
I know they're I, I know that because I didn't like him coming into here and everything, obviously spoiled dairy raid, whatever. I don't think Mordecai's that guy. Their receiving core isn't very good. The the offensive line, the run game is really good, but that's not really what they want to do at the end of the day. Like so and I think the defense is just kind of bland and and, and they they could be exposed in the secondary, but not when Davis Brin is handing you these interceptions on a silver platter. He's just throwing it to the wrong uniform completely. Um They've come out awful in the first half of all three games, but Fickle's second half adjustments have saved them and relying on the run game and the offensive line in the second half is saving them. When they start to play better teams, like when they play Washington State and you've dug this hole, you're not going to be able to come back in the second half like that off your ground game. Get the ground game going in the first half. (laughs) Is I mean – I feel like head coaches, they kind of, I want to say. They, I mean, he's an elite bulk. Yeah, I think they just, they get in their head. They try to be cute. Sometimes trying to do too much and just stick to what works. Yeah, that's, that's definitely that true. You know, you know, come up with this fancy game plan. We're going to do this, this, and this. And then second half, okay, that didn't work. Let's just go back to what we've been doing. Look what happens. Idaho scared Cal. That was 17 nothing. Jaden Otless, Cal, able to come back and win. Very nice. Very I nice. was hyped for Idaho, though, man. <laughs> I, I was I was thinking they were about to pull off something special. UNLV Vanderbilt, did you watch this game? I didn't. Nobody watched this game. What a shame. <laughs> this, might, this, this, could, this could go down as one of the best games of the season that nobody watched. You watched that game? So yeah, what time did they I play? watched it. Who was playing? It was it was it was like, during was it? uh it was during the it was at like four Pacific, so during Florida and everything. Oh, okay. So. It was Vandy raced off to a 17-0 lead and, and you on the VQB <laughs> Doug Brumfield got hurt again. I feel awful for him. He can't stay healthy. It's it, it's bad. Like I really do feel bad for him. I think he was throwing up on the sideline, came back in, and then got oh. hurt. So just, like, brutal for him. They put in a kid who I quickly do my research after a few throws because I'm like, oh, shoot. They might actually have something. <laughs> Jaden, <laughs> my, uh, I don't know how to say his last name, Jan Maivai, something like that. He's a, he's a freshman, six foot four from Vegas, went to Liberty High School, which is a – kind of a few minutes away from UNLV and everything, all things considered, Vegas pretty close and everything. Guess he, he chose UNLV over, like, Auburn, Tennessee, and some wow. other, like, strong schools. So he, he's apparently he, – he's, like – he was on the radar. Like, colleges were hit to him. Threw for 261. He had a really bad interception that they looked like that game was cooked. Uh, it was in a tie game. Vandy ends up missing a field goal. Yeah. That was that game, man. I don't like know how to put this thing in the words. It was so such a roller coaster for both teams. <laughs> it was it was just really good though. Uh, UNLV's offense had struggled coming in. It was kind of backwards of what I thought. Be I thought it'd be an electric offense as winning these high scoring games while the defense struggles. Their de- defense is really good. It makes me really happy as someone that picked them to make the Mountain West Championship game because their defense could compete with anyone, I think. 
And if they found something in the offense with Jan at quarterback. You say he's a freshman? He is a freshman. Like he he fired it was it was a tie game with like uh two and a half minutes left and he fires off a 48 yard touchdown frozen rope to take a 37 30 lead, gave him too much time. Vandy came back, scored. Bad interception. He is there to see the guy underneath uh, on the sideline. Vandy missed field goal. He gets him back in field goal range to to go hit the game wing uh, field goal. He had a four, another 48 yard completion to Ricky White. Like, I'm about to watch these highlights. I see the score. It was it was <laughs> one of the most electric games that nobody's so, ever going to see. Vandy put up 420 in the fourth quarter. It was good. Like, these are the games that nobody's really watching, but they're electric and it's good. And the SEC overrated. UNLV <laughs> is not back. UNLV is here for the first time and seemingly forever. Another, I, another loss I, for the SEC. Their offense is so fun to watch. Some of the looks that Coach Marion has, he'll have, he'll, he's obviously going to be a hot name on the, the carousel in a minute. But uh, since he losing to Miami of Ohio, I mm. – Sick man, <laughs> South Alabama putting a whooping Oklahoma on Oklahoma State. State. They oh are awful, which goes to say how bad ASU is. Oh my gosh, they what 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 happened? I I don't know what happened because I didn't watch it. Um, South Alabama disappointed me a lot. Week one against Tulane, they. Did what they did to Oklahoma State that I thought that they would do to Tulane. Like, throw the ball at a high level, run the ball at a high level, play really good lockup defense, and win like a 24 17 kind of game against Tulane. They go out there, Oklahoma State 32. They didn't even, Oklahoma State didn't score to the fourth quarter. Hey, man, if you have three quarterbacks, you really have. Yeah, the zero. Going up, I would think Alan Bowman would be the guy. They're all but, terrible. Well, I don't know. Like they have. I, th- I thought Bowman would be them. decent. Not great, but decent. But. I don't. I I don't know where Oklahoma State goes from here. I really don't. Man. This year might be tall, and they got to find a quarterback. They have to find a quarterback, yeah, but that's going to be important. How? How much leeway does Gundy get as a head coach? He, I think that's yeah, a he's, big he's question. He's very proven. He, but you got to make tough decisions in this business. If this, if, if they're just going to keep struggling like this, man, you can't be losing. I, I love South Alabama. I love the program. And that team, even though they disappointed me, it's a complete team. It's a really good ball club. You can't. 33 to 7 on your home field. You can't. I don't, I don't, but I don't think that you want to make, you don't want to. If I'm Oklahoma State and I know that Texas and Oklahoma are leaving, last thing I want is to have yeah, to re flip my whole Coaching program term. around. And I start don't think that you would do it. I don't think that you would do it this year after this season, but if it went south again next year, yeah, next year, I think, yeah, but it's another story. Because I think I, I think next year the Big Twelve is open for the open for the taking. Yeah, wide open. You know, SMU put up a cool sixty nine points. No biggie. Preston Stone's different. Mm-hmm. Legit. I'm actually, go watch them play. You need make that a 
that thing. I'm gonna go watch them. Try and get some uh, transfer portal, transfer portal hookups there with us. I mean, I have to tell them Liam sent you. <laughs> uh, James Bass and Troy was a really good game too. Chaotic 16-14. Bo's pretty chaotic. JMU, what a team! <laughs> what a team, man. Uh, West Virginia Pitt. Hey, man. Philly Yurkovich. You fooled us a long time ago, <laughs> I owe West Virginia an apology. I thought they would be terrible. And they're not. Their offensive line's so good. That was, yeah, and, and they had um somebody got hurt for the offensive line, too. And they're having to play back and quarterback, yeah. Nico, Nico Marshall. They, I think they Nico look good. Be good eventually. Um, CJ Donaldson, former tight end, now running back, one of the craziest random transitions. Uh, he talked about the West Virginia offense line and said, I love running behind that front five, like the Great Wall of China. <laughs> and they had another good quote, too, because Beanie Bishop, who I believe picked off Yurkovich, said, we knew coming into this game that their quarterback wasn't good at their job. Yeah, Pittsburgh, they have a lot of stuff to figure out. But West Virginia, they're surprising me. I picked them to finish last in the Big 12. Yeah, might have been wrong. Perhaps, perhaps. Um, TCU put the, the beat down on Houston. What's oh. going on? Houston, they need to be making a coaching change. And I think it's coming sooner rather than later. Interesting. There's a potential name that you would think. Um, I haven't really thought about it. I know, I know Houston is, I mean, it's a big market. It has has a draw, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm not really sure. I had to think about that. Who? <laughs> what did you say? G.J. Kenny. Why not? Yeah. Why not Brian Marion? There's, I mean, there's a lot of names. Uh, it's, it's tough because, like I said, they're going into the Big 12 is so wide open. Like, there's no, like, top dog. So they don't have yeah. to, you know, I don't want to say, like, pick up scraps from the other teams in the conference as far as recruiting goes. So they might it might be opportunity where you can make a, a bigger hire and try and take over that recruiting in the conference. Mm-hmm. But they need to do something because yeah. um, they can't rely on basketball to bring in the money. Got got <laughs> football where the money's at. I don't know why Kansas only beat Nevada by seven. <laughs> that makes me feel so much worse about the Big Twelve. I don't know what that was. Devin Kansas Neal's is three and zero though. Three and zero still. Yeah. Three and zero. All right. I, I forgot to to bring this up when you talk about Miami of Ohio. Cincy. They've got a receiver at Miami Ohio, a junior Gage Larvardane, who every time he touches the ball. Something crazy happens. He's got 18 catches this season for 449 and five touchdowns. That's about 25 yards per catch in the game against Cincy. Two catches, 96 receiving yards, two touchdowns. <laughs> this kid's just—he's a cheat code. He's he is running like, down the field. I mean, 
he plays with such insane game speed. Uh, I need to write about article uh, an article on him soon, but I keep talking about these other receivers for the articles. I don't, I think I've done receiver every week. <laughs> I have. Oh gosh, it's just so many receivers in football now. It's hard not to. It's 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 deep. It's so deep. Whether it's one of the Colorado State kids, whether it's Lauderdale that. Miami, Ohio, whether it's a true freshman at South Coast, they're everywhere. Um, let's just let's go with the most impressive performance. Uh, for me, it was Jaden Daniels. I mean, mm-hmm. there was a lot of questions about him in LSU, especially after that Florida State game. If they were going to kind of take seize control of Alabama, um, being down, take that number two spot in the SEC, get back to the SEC championship. And I had my doubts, and he, he he looked good. Every throw, he looked calm, poised in the pocket, wasn't panicking, taking taking the um, hits and still delivering the ball down the field. That fourth down throw that he threw to Malik where he took a shot, beautiful throw, took guts to do that. Um, yeah. I've got to echo that because like, I'm not – I'm a fan of like – like I like watching him play. I just – I don't think he's as good as people make him out to be, but he was as good as anybody on Saturday. So credit where credit is due. You got to get pressure on him, though, and Mississippi State was not generating anything in the pass rush. Uh, so take notes, upcoming LSU opponents, blitz. Uh, but, yeah, he, he was super impressive. For me, honestly, it's Colorado State as a whole because I thought, like everyone else, Colorado's going to go in there and just – Blitz right through him, easy dub. Offense was gonna go nuts and everything, but Colorado State impressed in numerous ways. And I was, I think after this got seven seven, I was like, okay, this is actually going to be a close game. This isn't gonna be a ball. We have something on our hands. So for for a number of reasons, Jay Norvell, uh, hype the way that he was able to hype his team up and prepare them for this game. Again, credit where credit is due. I might not be his biggest fan, but this was one of the best coaching jobs that I've seen from him in the course of his last few years coaching. And I've watched the vast majority of his games because I was infatuated with this Nevada team. It's like this was one of his best coaching performances. And I don't even think it's up for debate. When we get down to it, though, those penalties and not going for it on the fourth and two or the two point conversion, that's got to be better. But <laughs> man, as a whole, this is a Colorado State team that wasn't there to to show up for for a game. Like they were hitting hard. It was violent. It was nasty and feisty. Mm-hmm. That's what you want to see in these local rivalry games. And we got, I, we got a show. And it was just really good to see this from a Colorado State program that is not looked at right now as one of the better teams in this conference at all. They're looked at in, in the lowest tier. like, And they found something at quarterback, and that's impressive too, is Braden Fowler-Nicolosi, because they never had anything with Clay Millen. He was extremely overrated. There was never any substance there. Nicolosi comes in. You can't say enough good things about him. Dallin Holder, Holder at, uh, at Holker, sorry, at tight end. Was getting NFL draft hype. Look at what this game <laughs> did for Colorado State. Tory Horton became a millionaire because of his performance on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. He was already someone that should have been an NFL guy, 
but he put himself on the map in one of the most rare opportunities that any college football player could any get. Because like you said, everybody who was anybody was on Colorado sidelines for this game. You saw people in the East Coast time zone tweeting about this game until the final whistle. That doesn't happen out West. This this isn't normal. So Colorado mm-hmm. State, very impressive. They showed up to this stage and and delivered a very memorable and, and remarkable performance, even with the loss. I was very, very impressed. How about um most disappointing performance? I have I have two. Okay. I agree with you about a Colorado State. I, I added them to most disappointing because they just didn't finish. That's why I was dis- disappointed because I, I agree everything you said. Um, they look great. They look like the better team for the majority of the game. A lot of players on that team, a lot of players on that field made a lot of money. Everybody was watching. I just It was so disappointing for them not to finish. We're not going to talk about it again, but just go win the game. I was so disappointed when they did that. You, you got to just drop your nuts. It was just – so it wasn't disappointing a performance. It was disappointing, I guess, decision. Um, worst performance was – Tennessee's uh front seven. Oh, just absolutely uninspiring football. Um, you're on the road. I don't Florida's back is against the wall. The SEC is right there up for the well, not the SEC East because Georgia, but <laughs> you, you have a chance to be this a really good team. You have all this hype. Yeah, the quarterback isn't great, but Florida's quarterback isn't that great either. You know, you know what Florida's gonna do. They have one game plan, run the ball. Mm-hmm. And you just just uninspired, not hustling to the football, not wrapping up. Just absolutely disgusting. Well, it was. Um most disappointing for me. I think it has to be Stanford. Because you're out there. You've How got Coach Taylor because you have Stanford? Coach Taylor coming in from Sacramento State. He's at Stanford now, and you just lost to your former school, an FCS powerhouse that you just left them for Stanford, and you lose thirty to twenty-three at the farm. You can't be having that. I know it's year one, but what we saw against Hawaii was flashy and it was a fun Stanford rejuvenated offense that we haven't seen in years past. I really felt like Stanford actually had something where at least they'd be fun to watch and they would take care uh, of some of these games. And, you know, I'm not expecting a big win here. Like there were six and a half point favorites and everything, but yeah, I'm expecting them to beat Sac State by 10 for Coach Taylor to beat his former program. I just... You can't be better. I was very disappointed that they, especially when we're talking about the Pac-12 and how deep it is on the league. And yeah, we're not getting into the the, the Stanford's and the ASU's and everything, but yeah, take care of business, especially against your former team. That's why. That's why. How about the uh, player that most stood out to you? We'll go with for the last one because we've been on here for a minute. Played a step the most. Um... I kind of thought long about this one. I'm going to go with Jaleel Farouk, mm. a wide receiver from Oklahoma. Coming into the season, that was Oklahoma's biggest question mark as far as their positions go, in my opinion, was a wide receiver. Who's going to replace uh, Marvin Mims, come and be that number one guy? And Jaleel Farouk, he's, he 
he was a favorite and he's I think he's living up to it. Fast, strong, his good hands. Route running needs improvement, but it looks like it's getting a little bit better. I think a lot of people are sleeping on Oklahoma. Um because you know, Texas, Texas doing out their stuff, Kansas State, what they did last year. Oklahoma's the real deal. And I think with Jalil Farouk, I think he's gonna open up a lot of eyes and he's gonna be making a lot of money here this season. I think I think that that's a a good call, man. And Oklahoma's definitely kind of so thriving under the radar right now, and we'll see what happens as the schedule picks up. But again, the SMU win was impressive, and Farouk is a dog. And I, for my player, I've said a bunch of people, so I don't want to like double dip. I'm gonna go to uh, I, I did mention him early on, but Blake Watson at Memphis, I, I think it's fair to I bring like the attention back to him. He is like the old Dominion transfer has solidified himself as one of the best running backs in the group of five, and he's going to be a hot NFL draft name. Had, had a fumble on the goal line, which we don't like to see, or else he'd have two touchdowns. But, man, he, he, had, six, <laughs> he had six catches for 68 yards, and he had 10 carries that he turned into 169. 10 carries he turned into 169 That's in a insane. touchdown. You're going to hear about his name a whole lot more in these coming months, especially when we get to that NFL draft talk. He's five foot nine, 190. That's a really good build for a running back. For someone that tore it up, but very low key at Old Dominion the last three seasons, he's taken advantage of his opportunity at Memphis and he's not looking back. And he's really going to be a coveted day three running back in the NFL draft. And there's going to be an NFL team that takes someone. They're going to look really smart for taking him because he's going to get on the field. He's going to do work. He's explosive. He's he's one of the hardest guys I've I've like. He's so hard to tackle. Yeah, <laughs> it's that low center of gravity. I, I I like him a lot. I agree with that. Um, great receiver back. I think I think he leads the team in receptions. Um, does he really? I wouldn't be surprised by that, but good for him. <laughs> that, that helps his pockets. <laughs> yeah, I, I I know he's up there on the team in reception, so I like him a lot. I agree. I think he might be able to sneak into day two. It kind of just depends. Perhaps. But... Depends how he tests and everything. Yeah, but you know, we'll... combine and stuff. But apparently that matters. So... It does, apparently. <laughs> we'll, we'll see, though. Uh, we'll, we'll close down with a little top 25 talk and just kind of I mean, you and I did DM about it last night, but, you know, let's tell the people some of our rankings and everything. You're talking high about Oklahoma. You've got them at 17. I've got them at 21. Some other teams that stand out on your poll or my poll. We both um, got James Madison. We both have James Madison. No, you got 22. I got 23. <laughs> uh, we already talked about Penn State. I, you have them one. I have them seven. I just, I just don't see either. That. Either you'll see the vision eventually, or <laughs> and we're kind of flipped. Like I have Michigan one, and you have Michigan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've had Michigan as a consistent six because I haven't, I haven't seen anything from them through this cupcake, this cupcake gauntlet. We'll call it. I haven't seen enough from them yet to to warrant like a top tier ranking. I just think that the teams in front of them really aside from Georgia, have proven that they're better teams right now. I'm not happy about where I have Georgia ranked, 
I I don't think that they've really lived up to the number two team in the country, Bill. So we'll see if that changes after this week. If it's another lackadaisical performance, I'll move Georgia down. But I'm pretty content with where I have Michigan. It, it's really a two-game schedule. Yeah, I agree. Unless they actually lose to Minnesota, which in that case, <laughs> yikers. My, my, my philosophy to my Michigan and Georgia is they just – based on – I, I don't like ranking teams on what they did last year, but they haven't played anybody. So mm. it's kind of just at least for the first three weeks, three, four weeks, I kind of just give you I got I gotta just leeway. I give you some leeway. If you keep looking bad, then I'm gonna start dropping you. Then it goes based off what have you done, not what have you been. Um so I put I put Michigan one because I thought if they played today, Michigan would win. Right, I think that's fair. Um we're different at three because I have Washington all the way up there. You have you have Washington at five. You have Texas at three. I have them at eight. You have SC at six. I have them at four. Yeah. Um, we have Oregon and Ohio State and Oregon State at the same rankings, <laughs> nine, ten, eleven. Yeah. For for Texas is they just have the best win. Well, they not, do. it doesn't look so good right now. But Where do you have Alabama? Thirteen. You still have them. Okay, that plays into what you were saying earlier, though. Yeah, I still, I just, I th- or I are you just trying when to you strengthen get... the Texas one? <laughs> it wasn't that. I Duke, LSU, Ole Miss. I think Alabama beats them. We'll find out when Ole Miss. Hey, man! All but, I can um, say, Nick Saban would love to have that Duke quarterback. Oh, he would. A lot. Oh, Riley Leonard, the Alabama native. He would <laughs> the, love to have that man. The, there's a there's a lot of teams on here that would love Riley Leonard. There are but, most slept on player in the country. <laughs> I don't care. Um, we both have LSU at 15. You have Wazoo at 19. I have him at 13. What else is there? You rank Fresno State. Mizzou, yeah. you ranked. I did. You don't have Mizzou. You have Air Force. I do not. I do have Air Force. Air Force, dude. Air Air Force actually <laughs> might have something. I'm not kidding. Air Air Force <laughs> might have something. The way you got it, it, it's just the team that you've got to watch to really. It, it just appeals to the eye. Um, I think that they're gonna. I don't know. Boise State's really disappointed me through three games, including the win against North Dakota. But Air Force really impressed me on Friday. It was 39-21 win, but that game was out of hand early. Air Force, like, well, they scored 22 in the first quarter. I think they were up 28 nothing. They I I they have um their quarterback, Zach Larrier. Um won championships i believe it was either i think it was just male west i don't think it was national he won track championships uh indoor and outdoor he he's a freak of nature with his speed man uh, and their ground games just i i think i've bought into air force yeah so you have two lane in there yeah i i don't think it was fair to for I moved to Tulane. I moved above Oklahoma. So, because you know, I was hesitant about Tulane entering the season. I didn't have them ranked entering the season. I was lower on them. I thought that they could start one and two, maybe even zero and three. You know, they're they're two and one. I don't think it was fair for people to unrank them after the old Miss loss. I thought that was a close 
close loss at home with your backup quarterback, it ends up being a 17-point loss. But that was a seven-point game where you got a fourth down stop, but a false start turns that into like a 54-yard field goal that's made. That was a 10-point game turnover. Take it back to the house. There's your 17. It was a really close game. I don't think it was fair for people to unrank Tulane after that. I moved them up after the loss. I <laughs> I like to look more than just the W and the L, and mm-hmm. Tulane's really impressed me. Their speed on defense is crazy. I was trying to decide between them and Missouri. I went with Missouri. The SEC bias. I see who you work for. <laughs> Oh, anything else? Wait, I'm not even the only one with Air Force rank. Sick. You know, Andrew has them too. Sick. I guess. It's cold. Oklahoma, I think Oklahoma's too low for you. I I think that's fair. That's fair. I can, I can, I can see that. I felt I still had a rank K-State. Yeah, I had K-State too. Yeah. What else? Anything else? Mm, well, we're, we're 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 close. We're on the same page. The to the our our, the top our, our Michigan our Michigan the bottom, State is in Michigan the middle. State. <laughs> the top of ours is and the bottom of ours is like off, but then the middle is like very similar. <laughs> we're seeing yeah. the same things in the middle, but but yeah, but uh, I don't know. Good talking ball, yeah, Adam. Always. As always, as always, yeah. Thank y'all for listening as well, of course. Appreciate y'all. Hope that you uh, tune in for the next one. Week four preview going to be a disgusting slate. There's too many good games, and they're all at the same time, it seems. So that, that kind of stinks. We'll figure it out. But make sure to comment below what you thought of week three, who's overrated, who's underrated, what we're saying is, uh, that, that you disagree with, why we're coming off as idiots or geniuses. Just let us know. Make sure to like and subscribe. We appreciate y'all. See you.